Hello everyone, good afternoon. I'm actually doing this live from the library, which I did an episode on previously. For those who are new here, welcome. My name is Pam, creator of Confessions of a Single Bookworm. I know it's been a couple months for my favorite listeners, and I'm sorry. I am very, very sorry, my little bookworms. It's been a trying couple months. We'll start with, I lost my job, the original job I moved to Louisiana for, because they woke up and realized I didn't have the experience that they thought they needed or wanted. So I got laid off, but luckily I ended up finding a new job in at least two weeks from now. And now I work with disabled babies at a really good company that is all over the United States. So, who knows? It might bring me back to Texas. But that's in God's plan, not in mine. So, I talked about doing a book review in my very first episode. And the book review that we're doing today is actually the very first book. I said I was going to do. So, ladies and gentlemen, I present to you Crazy Rich Asians by Kevin Kwan. Now, a normal book review, it talks about how good or bad the book is and if you personally will read it. Well, I find that very, very, very boring. I kind of want to do my own twist to it. So, what I typically want to do from now on with my book reviews, I want to talk about the author, the history, why they wrote the book. I want to promote their other books just in case you all want to read the other books besides the one I'm reviewing. I want to relate to an experience in my life and maybe you all can relate to it. And then I'm going to always start out with a quote from the Arthur or the book. And I also want to point out something. And it's something I've been personally noticing a lot. It's probably I shouldn't notice when I started reading. But I guess the older you get, the more broad your mind, <clears throat> your growth is. I realized that we read books because sometimes we can relate to it whether we realize it or not and I think in this case I probably could relate to it and that's because not because I dealt with another mixed race family is because personally I grew up in a dysfunctional family and it's not from my mother's side it's from my father's side and also, I kind of escaped a dysfunctional family. But we'll get into that in a bit. So, let me get into what the book is about. The book is about a girl named Rachel. She lives in New York. She's also Chinese. Her mom was a single mom and she moved to 
California when Rachel was a baby to escape her abusive husband. Rachel is a professor in economics at NYU. She met and fell in love with this man named Nicholas Young, who's also an Asian, and but is from Singapore. Well, anyways, Nick and Rachel decide to go on a fantastic summer trip. Since they're both professors, they had the summer off. And Nicholas thought it was the perfect time for her to meet his family because he's considering marriage. So they go on this trip and Rachel, even though she's Asian, was not well received by the family, but was well received by Nick's friends, particularly Nicholas's mother, who you think Europeans <clears throat> and other cultures had things about, you know, lineage and income, not like the Asians. The Asians in these books are very more upset. They're very materialistic because A, they come from wealthy families or B, they made their own wealth. So most the Asians in this book are from generational wealth. And anywho, Nikki's mom decided to dig up some dirt on Rachel and to break them up. And but unfortunately, Rachel realized that she was lied to most of her life by her own mother because she didn't realize her father was still alive. And and that's what Nikki's mom used against her. And Rachel got so fed up with it that she ended up bringing it up with Nikki. And this is what she said. I've had enough of being around all these crazy rich Asians. All these people where lives revolve around making money, spending money, flaunting money, comparing money, hiding money, controlling others with money, and ruin their lives over money. She left her best friend from Stanford, who's also from a very wealthy family. Um, kept her in her room for a few days and brought her mom, and she was determined to meet her dad and find out why. They find out the history because she couldn't trust her mother at this point. And the Arthur, Kevin Kwan, he's from Singapore, just like Nicholas is. And he, read, he wrote this book about his childhood in Singapore and the families there. The thing is, Kevin Kwan, he was 11 when he came to the United States. But you want to know what's really cool about this Arthur? He actually settled in Texas, where I was born and raised. So he wrote four other books, well, three other books besides Crazy Rich, Rich Asian, China Rich Girlfriend, Rich People Problems. Crazy Rich, Crazy Rich Asians 
is part of a a three-part series. China Rich Girlfriend is after uh, they got in the after they got engaged and got married, and then the third one is Rich People Problems is after they had their baby, and I think someone in the family is dying, and then Sinks and Vanity is a, another one that is completely different from the other three. That one is about, I want to say Winston Churchill's granddaughter, and they were trying to make a movie with sex and vanity, but apparently COVID threw everything off and I think they're still trying to make the movie. Same thing with the prequel to China Rich Girlfriend. They were also trying to make the movie, but I think between the strikes and COVID, every production is off. So I'm gonna give you some facts about um, Kevin Kwan real quick. He was born in Singapore between 1974 and 1975. He was 11 when they moved to U.S. and settled in Clear Lake, Texas, which is where NASA is. That's not too far from me, actually. Um, graduated from Clear Lake High School. He graduated at 16. Um, 2009, he began the idea of crazy rich Asians when his father was dying of cancer and driving back and forth for medical problems. Um, like I said before, the childhood is based on his childhood in Singapore. And it was published in 2013. Now let me tell you about Singapore. Singapore is a British influence and it be- and it was taken over January 28, 1819. It became a republic August 9, 1965. It's a traditional law, very English. Criminal law is India Penal Code. Because if you remember in 1819, it was around the time of Queen Victoria. So they had, not only was she marrying her children off to different royalty to spread the empire, but also around the time Britain started settling and had this influence in India and other English and other Asian countries. Singapore was one of them. Trial by jury was abolished in 1970. Um, hanging is still a thing. One of four countries to keep that penalty next to the United States and Japan. There's there's two others, but I don't remember. And that is that about Singapore. So, how can we relate this to an experience of life? Well, it very much goes back to dating and choosing who to be careful who you date and what family you marry into. You know the saying, you marry the person, you marry the family, especially when the family are very close, such as, well, in my case, Cajun family. I have a very tight-knit Cajun family that I'm very close to, and my dad didn't like that. And that's part of the reason we moved back to Texas, even though he never wanted to admit it. He likes to say, oh, it's because of my job situation. He was a petroleum engineer, 
and always use this excuse, well, I can't get a job in Louisiana when there was plenty of jobs in Louisiana for his field. But no, it's come out that he just did not want to live by my mom's family. And, and from my personal experience, um, I just got out of a relationship. It'll be 10 months next week. And I mean, his family was very good to me, no doubt. I mean, they gave me some awesome Christmas and birthday presents. I won't lie about that. I have a good majority of the presents still from them and same thing from my ex. But what part of the reason that I left was because he didn't really get along with his mom and dad. I mean, I didn't get along with my dad, but it was it was very extreme and I personally did not want to deal with it. And also, his father's side of the family did not get along. There were seven siblings, including him, and they all fought over property. Reminded me too much of what happened with my grandmother. And I don't like when money gets in the way. That's a family. Family is the most important thing. Money you can make back, but time with family you can never make back is at some point it's too late. So there was a lot of toxicity in that. And I will admit this, when you hit your, like a new decade, sometimes your priorities changed. And once I hit 30, I started realizing a lot of things I did not want still in my life. Yes, part of the reason was my parents' divorce, but another reason was um, was I just didn't want my kids to grow up around that and that's part of the reason I left because it reminded me too much of my childhood and I broke vow and I made a vow that I was going to break generational curses and that's part of breaking generational curses is leaving or changing things you don't want and that's what Rachel was trying to do in this book she realized there was a situation she did not want to be in and she tried to leave but you can tell that Rachel really loved Nikki and she was willing to put up with it and Nikki was also willing to sacrifice his inheritance and will to be with Rachel because I think that experience made him realize how toxic his own mother was particularly his family and he's like nope I'm not going to be a part of this and when someone uh, with tight knit families such as Asians, Mexicans and Cajun when someone leaves the family to be with someone else they're going to blame the spouse and say well they taught them into leaving the family and that's and part of it is because they realized that they didn't want their own toxicity and that's why I like crazy rich Asians that's why I felt like I could relate to it because Rachel wanted a good guy and she found that Nikki but then when she realized what kind of family he was in she's like no I'm out and and I think 
like I said, I think Rachel, whether she realized or not, I think it made Nikki realize what kind of life he really wanted and wanted to pursue. And shouldn't Nikki told Rachel the truth about his family? Absolutely. But at the same time, it was also ingrained into him not to talk about their wealth. But what's really interesting is they flaunted an agent like it's nothing, but they tell the families not to talk about the wealth or how much money. That's why Nikki was conflicted about giving Rachel crash course about the family. I mean, she only, she met Astrid, his favorite cousin, but that was it. But yeah, this review is a little bit short and sweet and it's my first one. So I have two other book reviews I want to do. I actually did a challenge with the Calcasieu Parents Library and that's what inspired me to do the book review. So I got two more I want to do. One of them is going to be Something Borrow by Emily Giffen. And the other one is called Finding Dorothy Follows with Lens. So I might read China Rich Girlfriend as part of my library. I got two lists. I have a library list and I have a bookshelf list, like books I want to put on my shelf. I'm also going to add my um, Amazon book wish list pretty soon so if there's a book you want me to read and review um just let me know or if you want to buy it you're not under obligation to buy it i'm just i'm trying to let my listeners be a part of what i'm trying to do so like i said you're no obligation to buy me a book but if you want to thank you very much and i am forever grateful like I said, if there's a book you also want me to read, um, you can send it on my Facebook. You can send it on my Instagram. I don't really do TikTok anymore because it's gotten too toxic. So I'm kind of staying off of that for a bit. Anyways, y'all have a great day. And I will be back soon with another book review. And I promise it won't be another two months. <laughs>